Hello and welcome to the Filmmaking Sucks podcast. Where we tell you about all the mistakes you can make when producing your first feature film and how to avoid them. I'm your host, Manny. And I'm Lindsay. And she's having a silly day today. <laughs> I am. I'm sorry. You're having a silly day. I am. I'm so overcome with delicious pumpkin spiciness. It's so good. All I'm going right. to have some more. More pumpkin spice? More pumpkin spice. More pumpkin coffee? Mm. Here, viewers, you can experience it, too. That's terrible. It's good. It's a horrible sound. <laughs> Foley. I'm creating Foley. No. no. Free Foley. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so we missed an episode last week. We did. That happens. We seem to get two or three episodes in, and then... Crap out, it seems like. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> it seems to be our... Uh, it's a thing. Our thing. Yeah, two, two to three episodes and then we miss one. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's what happens. I can be consistent for three weeks and that's it. That's about it. That's, that's about it. it. That's it. Uh, so, uh, so what do we got coming up? We actually have an event, a small event, a little event. Yeah, We're, actually, we have the conclusion of our nine-day film race. Ten day. Ten day. Ten day film race. They are. I feel like this keeps changing. No, it's ten day. Okay. It was ten. It was ten. Okay. But um, yeah, we we did that ten day film race. Mm-hmm. Uh, two almost two months ago now. Well, no, it was a month ago. A little month, over a month. Month ago. and a half. It was July. July. July fourteenth is when we shot it. Okay. So yes, it's a month and a half ago. Here it's almost go. two months. Almost two months now. Almost two months. Since we shot that, um. We don't know who won. Nope. We're so going. We're going to find out. Yeah. We better win. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Um, so next week, Wednesday, that is the uh, Wednesday the thirteenth. They'll be screening the two shorts that were mm-hmm. part of it as the other two teams dropped out. Losers. So, yeah. The, what? The other two teams dropped out. That of the, was not nice. I'm sorry. No, it wasn't nice. So the other two teams dropped out of the competition, so it's actually only two teams left. Right. Um, and, uh, uh, yes, Wednesday, August 13th uh, at Nears, if you're in the New York and Queens, specifically Woodhaven area, mm-hmm. at Nears Tavern, it'll be screening the two shorts and announcing the winner, I assume, I hope. Yeah, better cross your fingers for us. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, at uh, 7.30, I believe it begins. 7.30 to 9.30 Usually is the... It begins at 7. Yes. No, I think he said it... Well, yeah, no, I think he said 7.15 this time. Oh, 7.15. 7.15 this time, yes. No. He's, getting, he's getting specific. Uh, so that'll be the screening of that Wednesday, August 13th at Nears Tavern in Woodhaven, Queens. Uh, so if we actually have any listeners who are in the area, come on out. Christopher, we're talking to you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yes, we'll be there uh, for the screening of our first ever drama. And most likely we'll be putting it up for you guys to check out. Yeah, we'll, put it, we'll, probably, yeah, we'll put it up. We'll put it up soon enough. We entered into one or two other festivals as well. So hopefully we'll get into something there. But, uh, yeah, we'll put it up. Our first drama. That was drama. Interesting. Interesting. Female-centric drama. Yep. Yep. So that'll be screening next Wednesday. Um, on top of that. Something kind of cool happens every year is the Cine Summit. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Cine Summit is an online two-day conference 
of sorts. It's not really a conference, but it's an online conference. It's an online conference. If that yeah. can be a thing. Yeah. Uh, Cine Summit is uh, basically what they do is every year for two days, I think it's eight hours each day. So this year it's the August 12th and 13th. They have September. a... September. Yes, I'm saying August. <laughs> so September 13th is the screening. You didn't catch me last time. I, I said it three times already. <laughs> didn't catch that either. I just can't believe it's already September. <laughs> of course it is, because it's pumpkin spice time. Right. Okay, so you should have caught that sooner. <laughs> I took a little bit for the coffee to kick in. Uh huh. Okay, so yeah, so our screening is September 13th. September Wednesday, 13th. September 13th at Nears Tavern. And September 12th and 13th is Cine Summit 7. Uh, it is free. Free? It is totally free. F-R-E-E, free. Yes, it is totally free to uh, attend, in quotes. Uh, what this is, is a, um, it's a series of uh, lectures and some, I guess, hour-long sort of master classes. Okay. Of sorts, I guess master class is something that most filmmakers should know what they are at this point, a master class. Um, they have uh, a bunch of directors from around the world, each do an uh, hour to two hour session. Sort of like a TED talk. Sort of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, where they explain different things. Oh, he's going mobile, folks. Yeah, I'm going mobile. Um, this year... Uh, so, so, okay, I'm going to try and just, I'm just going to check out the website. So, cinesummit.com, C-I-N-E-S-U-M-M-I-T.com. All right, go over, the, go to that website. You can do it now while you're listening to us if you want. That's, that's interesting. It's good enough. I'm just going to basically read what it says here. Uh, we've gathered the best directors in the industry for you to learn from. Cinesummit is your ultimate shortcut to becoming a world-class director. Okay, let's right. let's start okay. with the, with the, with the, with the big thing at the top of the page. Oh yes, <laughs> can you afford to wait ten years before mastering the art of filmmaking? That's a big promise. That's a big promise. Uh, you're never going to master the art of filmmaking. You're never going to master it. You will never be a master. There's maybe I'm going to say maybe three directors, three four directors They're in history. Born that way. Yeah, there's maybe a handful of directors in history who you could say mastered. The art of filmmaking, you know, Stanley Kubrick. And he would never even say that himself. He wouldn't say that, no. no. Still, Steven Spielberg, you no. could say, no. he wouldn't say that either. No. Um, what's that What's that Western director that uh, that uh, Murph oh. loves? Oh. Um, John, John, John something. I can't think of his name. Me either. Yeah, he did Westerns in yeah. the 50s and 60s, and maybe even before that, you know, Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. You could say he, he mastered, you know, but they wouldn't say it. This is that's the thing. These directors would never say that they mastered it because even, you know, 50 year 50 year long career and they still feel that they're learning. Dude, we're at this over 10 years. Yeah, we're I'm, over 10 I'm years nowhere in this. Near we're nowhere master. nowhere near mastering. <laughs> Cine Summit is your ultimate shortcut to becoming... I could be like becoming... a master apprentice. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Cine Summit is your ultimate shortcut to becoming a world-class director. Get all the secrets from eight of the best directors in the world right at your fingertips from the comfort of your own home. Uh, it looks like there are eight sessions. Uh, they're generally between 60 minutes to two hours. Some of them, some, occasionally they've gone to three hours. Uh, eight sessions from multiple different directors or producers. I mean, they're all directors. They've all directed something, mm -hmm. but some of them specialize in being producers. Some of them are cinematographers, you know. Right. 
They call them directors because they are directors as well. Right. But they all director have... Director is king. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, you, some of the sessions in, include uh, real-world advice on how to be discovered uh, from amateur to pro, uh, the real-world film school, one that I'm interested, you're, that most of our listeners will be interested in, uh, your first feature film, The Checklist, uh, which is uh, done by producer Martin Rosette. Uh, small crew, no problem. How to get the most of, how to get the most of even the most skeleton crew for big results. Hiring made simple. Should you work with a casting director? Mm-hmm. Things like that. So basically, a checklist on things you should know for making your first film. Very cool. Uh, add impact to your film with simple camera choices. Another one is how to get the bi- how to get the job and turn your client into your biggest fan. Create irresistible treatments and a stress-free set. Creativity Blueprint, how to make your film stand out from the crowd, the step-by-step process to unlock your creativity. Uh, So, the next-gen filmmaker, how to create a Hollywood-looking film on a shoestring budget. Very cool. Sounds like some really interesting uh, talks there. Yeah, so, uh, and and again, it's free, so go to cinesummit.com. We're not being paid for this, but I checked this, I've watched this the last three or four years I've I've attended mm-hmm. I guess you were uh, a previous happy attendee yes and uh, satisfied these attendee. things are they're basically streamed live so for the course of, so uh, on day one they'll have a bunch available some of them are available at a certain time mm. and then day two they'll put the others up um, so uh, uh, but what happens is they're technically only available for that two days now every single year they'll you'll get what you do it you you know you're going to be incapable of watching them all I'm sure you know to sit here for you know whatever 16 hours and watch in, everything in, in, yeah, in two days hours, is a little yeah. is sometimes a little much for most people you just don't have the time to do that but uh, I'll let you in on a little secret of it I guess okay. but anybody who's done this before knows uh, after the day or two after it they're going to say well due to popular demand. <laughs> Okay. We're going to make them available for two more days, our, our most popular sessions. They'll, so they'll out of the eight, they'll take four or five of them and make them available like a week later for another two days. Oh, very She'll cool. have another chance to watch most of them. Okay. And they do that every, they do that every year. Um, now, again, they're only available for the time that it's, that the, the Cine the summit, summit is, summit yes, that the is, summit is happening. Isn't it? For $197, you can buy them. And you can have lifetime access to download the videos as well as the um, the presentations that went with them. And there are also, there's eight video presentations and eight audio sessions. Different. Different. Okay. I think it's the same ones. Oh, that's cool. Is that yeah. still, that's still for free? Yes. Oh. Yes. But that, no, no. No, no, that's paid. No. Yes. I when you pay for it, you can get the eight video sessions or and you can get them as audio sessions as well. Oh, that's cool. As well as... Uh, the slide sets and the got it. So you can watch you can watch the video. You can go through the slides on your own, mm-hmm. and you can listen to it on your yes for one hundred and ninety seven dollars. Now, anybody who knows these master classes know they do get expensive. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much par for the course. If you buy, if you pay for it in advance, though, you pay for it before the summit happens. You can get all of them for ninety seven dollars. Now, I haven't paid for one yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, some people may find it to be very helpful to have them. You know, I'm not saying it's a waste of money. I'm sort of considering it. Yeah. Because I'm not going to be able. I mean, I work during the week. So. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if if you think it's worthwhile, it's I you definitely learn a lot from it. But 
again, that's the thing. You buy it in advance. It's the early bird is $97. Once you've seen them and you decide, hey, this is valuable. I need this. Guess what? Now you're going to pay $200 for it because you've already seen it. You know what you're getting. And obviously now you want it because you wouldn't buy it if you didn't want it. Right. So the price goes up the day of. That makes sense. Yeah. So you're going to, if you want it now, if you, if you, I think that they're, I guess they're kind of worth it, mm. <laughs> but that's I don't I don't feel that I don't feel it's worth to pay for it because I because you can watch it live because I can watch it live exactly. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're essentially short master classes. Most of the actual master classes that they mm. like on the master class websites they are like four to six to eight hours. Yeah, you know it'll they're be long. yeah they're long, but you'll be paying Completely six worth. you'll be paying six seven hundred dollars for. Um, you know, uh, uh, I why can't I think of his name now? Werner Werner, Werner Herzog. Herzog. Yeah. yeah, to have Werner Herzog talk to you for eight hours about how to be a director. Yeah. You know, uh, um, Steve Martin to teach you how to be a comedian. Talk to you about being talk about being a comedian for six hours. So these are the sorts of things that. I mean, obviously, you know, if you're listening to us, then, you know, you like to, to, to listen and get information and to learn. And, and that's really important. And these master classes are really great. Yeah. So, um, so uh, these are not master classes, though. No. They're just the same concept, just shorter. Yeah, just shorter. Uh, so uh, I would say, I would say at the very least, sign up for it. Yeah. And I know that most people, you know, you work during the day. Mm-hmm. Most people work during the day. So um, I would say if I, sign up for it when you get home from work. Right. Throw it on when you're home and just let it play and listen to it and yeah. check it out while you do your thing while you're cooking dinner while you're doing yeah. your workout while you're whatever you do yeah just let it play and you know, listen let, to let, it let and... Netflix have a night off mm-hmm. yeah and learn some stuff from experienced professionals you know uh, uh, I mean it would be kind of shitty to say it I'm not taking anything away from them but I wouldn't say that these are masters they're just they're professionals these mm-hmm. guys I'm sure that most of them have 20-30 years in and <laughs> they got a lot of experience so a lot more experience than we have I'm sure yeah so if you're listening to us um, it's definitely beneficial to listen to them. Yeah, and it's free, so <laughs> yes. why not? And it's free, exactly. So, so sign up for the Cine Summit and uh, watch along with me because I'll be watching. Oh my god, you could live tweet it. I don't think I would. Be. <laughs> <laughs> well, there went that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, so that's you next. You can live tweet it. We just won't be involved. Yeah. What? <laughs> they can live tweet it. Yeah, they can live tweet all they want. You want to live tweet about it? Go for it. Uh, so anyway, that's September twelfth and thirteenth. Give it, a, give it a try. Check it out. Cine Summit Seven. Again, we're not being paid for this. So. No, 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 no. I just think it's a cool resource. Yep. So, in the spirit of cool free resources, okay. What do we have? What, what are we talking about this week? We're talking about apps and programs. Yes, apps and programs that are not not not, not necessarily free, but affordable. free or clo- free or affordable. Yes. We're trying to limit Aff- it, so my stuff is going to break the bank, but mm-hmm. that's how I roll. People. Things that will help you get through production, programs, and things that you can most likely afford. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a couple of them are a little expensive, but when you know, but they're lifelong investments. And yes, you, you will you will use them like at least my stuff that I'm aware of, you know, you use them a hundred times over. Mm-hmm. So, so let's get into what some of them are. Okay. So I went we'll back start to with yours, start with yours. We'll, okay. we'll break it down to break it down to basics. Yeah. Pre-production, post-production, pre-production, and production post. and post-production. The three P's. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, pre-production, um, pretty much you start off with the easiest things, which is uh, screenwriting. 
Mm-hmm. There is a number of uh, free programs. A lot of the people that we know use Celtex, which is C-E-L-T-X. Yep. There's a free version and a paid version. Um, and similar to Celtex is Faden or Faden Free. That's personally what I have on my phone. Um, I think it's super great. I have an hour-long commute on the train each way into work. And it's really handy to be able to type up a script in proper format on my phone. Um, so I Works on your wrote, tablet, too. Works on your tablets, works on your phones. It even works on your computer. Uh-huh. Um, you can sync everything. So you, the script that you're working on on your phone, it will actually sync to the one that you pull up on your computer. Yeah, so when you get home from work at night, if you yeah. have some more ideas, you can pop it onto your computer and work on it there and you yep. have to keep... I, Same file. I, I personally don't like writing on the phone just because it's so small and it's so... It just... it I feel limited. Yeah. You know? I just feel... Even though I'm it not... Definitely, it definitely takes some getting used to, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, you know, when you already have your phone and you're listening to your podcast, you're listening yeah. to your music, you already have it out. You know, versus then having to fight with a notebook on your lap and there's limited space. I know, I know Mario, and I'm on the J train and it's crowded yeah. as fuck. I know Mario writes his scripts on Celtics. Yeah, Celtics. I know uh, Murph does too. Mm-hmm. You know, he now the only the only thing to be aware of um, is that when you uh, export into a PDF, you're going to have the little for free a, a by Celtics. You're going to have a watermark. Yeah. Um, so. Just an FYI. Sometimes, you know, it's hard. When you're making your first couple of scripts, people understand that. When you get to different levels, it's kind of hard if to... If you're submitting your scripts to something, to a film festival yeah. or something, you do not want that on no. there. No, You don't want any, you know, this is between you and your friends, you're making your first movie, they Whatever. don't care. No. The best that... If, if you're hiring professional actors, but, you know, at the same time, go get yourself, download Adobe Pro for free, you can edit, you know, if you go to the you know, edit menu and you go to object, you can just click right on that watermark and delete it. Mm-hmm. Shh, I didn't say that. Yeah, so. <laughs> but that's, I mean, if you really care. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal preferred program mm-hmm. is Movie Magic Screenwriter. Okay. Now, I'm pretty sure, I, we, don't have, we don't have iPhones, Mm-mm. but I'm pretty sure that there is, I'm almost positive, there is an Apple version now i mean like it just came out in the last like month or two yeah you know uh i prefer movie magic screenwriter um as of it's it's much cleaner i i I think it's just it's a i like it better when Mm -hmm. i have the choice but really for the freedom it's the one we've been using for almost 10 years now so I'm I'm accustomed to it. Final draft is not different from it. It's not very different. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of commands that are different, but it's they're very they're very they're yeah. their sister. They all do programs. the same thing. Yeah. Every ninety percent of screenwriting programs out there all do the same exact thing. Okay, we just prefer Movie Magic. It's not that it's better than any others. It's mm-hmm. just our preferred. It's all preference. Um, Movie Magic usually runs about a hundred and sixty to two hundred dollars, depending where you're buying it from. Okay. Um, now that's Movie Magic Screenwriter. Mm. Uh, they have specials a lot of the time, which brings it to about 120. As of recording right now, they are having a Labor Day sale. Unfortunately, this episode will late. be up after it, but we did post it on the page. It was on our Facebook page, so hopefully you guys caught that already. And if you're not, where, follow that because we share stuff like that all the time. Yeah. Sorry. And so uh, Screenwriter was having a sale where you get it for i think what is it 97 dollars or 100 dollars, yeah, like which is honestly the cheapest we've seen it because we, we we bought it when it was on sale we got it for 120 yeah well like, we got it way back in the day when i had a student id and if you have a student id just 
go crazy with software before you graduate. Yes, yes. If you have a student ID or even if you're old enough to have kids that are in school and they they have a student ID, go. use their student ID. Yes. <laughs> and a, a lot of these programs have student versions, which mm-hmm. are the full versions, but they're called academic yeah. because it's, you know, you're a student. They're, they're, they're assuming you're paying for school and all this other stuff. So mm-hmm. you give them your school ID. Oh, they love getting students because, well, I mean, pretty much what you learn on is what you are going to use for most of your life. Yes. Um, and mostly software companies are aware of that. So they do a lot of really good deals um, for students. Which kind of brings me to the next mm-hmm. bunch, which is um, my EP, Entertainment Partners, Movie Magic Budget and Scheduling Programs. Mm-hmm. These, you don't get this on the Movie Magic website. No. It's made by them. Entertainment but it's, Partners. Yes, it's not on them. Now, the Movie Magic screenwriter you get from Wright Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wright as in W-R-I-T-E. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, they do the screenwriter, but they don't sell. No, they're not connected. No. Um, they're two two separate companies, um, mm-hmm. but again, entertainment partners. What I how I came across this company was actually in school. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, these software companies are really good about uh, re- doing a student outreach. So they actually sent one of their um, creators to my school for three three or four sessions, and they walked us through the programs, both um, the budgeting and the scheduling. Mm-hmm. And then we were able to to get them at a very discounted price. Um, usually this runs about seven hundred dollars. Uh, no, it's four ninety five. Four ninety five. Four ninety five is the regular for both. No, each. Each. Yeah. Each. each. They're two separate programs: budgeting yeah. and scheduling. scheduling. Two totally different. EP yeah, four ninety five. Ma- movie Magic budgeting and EP Movie Magic scheduling. Mm-hmm. Budgeting. Uh, I'm not as sold on that yet. I'm. I've have yet to actually have a project that requires that level of detail. Mm-hmm. Scheduling. I am obsessed with. Yeah. I love EP scheduling. Mm. Um. There are some alternatives to this. Gorilla makes one. Gorilla like the animal. Um, they have uh, budgeting and they have a scheduling program separate. Um, they also have they have like a five five different programs that they they do with a gorilla package. Um, they're two fifty each program. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then there's also a service that I'm going to be checking out. I think for two hundred and fifty dollars. Two hundred and fifty dollars. Um, the other option is Shotlister, which I'm going to be checking out, which is an app, which is pretty new. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a $14 purchase for the app. That's it. Yeah. And all the upgrades are included for life. Okay. Um, and it does all of the, it says it does all of the scheduling budgeting. Um, I think it has some screenwriting elements to it. It seems like an all, all in kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I have yet to actually check it out. I think I'm going to for our next big project. Um, Oh, Movie Magic also has Dramatica Pro. Yes. Dramatica, which will help you with your story structure and your character breakdowns. The things that are not going to go into the script, but you use as your guidelines to write your screenwriting. Yes, to use with screenwriter. So that goes with Wright Brothers. Wright Brothers has Dramatica and Screenwriter. And... Uh, yeah, I haven't used Dramatica, but it because it's just not how I write. But uh, if you're writing something like, let's say you're writing a TV series, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, most TV series, you have a team of writers, you know, mm-hmm. for a TV show. You're going to have a team of five, six people who are going to write it. And you only have, each character has one backstory, okay? Dramatica Pro is where you can write out these backstories 
number one. First thing, you can write out these backstories and everybody then has the same exact description because you're all sharing this program. You're all sharing this program and you can share and you can edit everything because you don't write your backstory that doesn't happen on screen right. in the script. Right. Um, you, it also helps you with your structure. Uh, when you start getting heavily into real screenwriting, the structure becomes extremely important, especially if you're doing something like a TV series. Mm-hmm. TV series, you have to have certain breaks yeah. for commercial break type things. Even even in even when you watch Netflix shows, they don't have commercial breaks, but it's still structured yeah. to that seven to twelve minute um, story blocks mm-hmm. where they can put in a commercial break. Right. You know, there will be a somewhat of a cliffhanger every seven to twelve what minutes. Was that show that they actually did the black, the fade out and fade in. I don't know. I don't remember we were watching it like a long a while ago and we would we would literally call out like oh commercial, commercial break. break. <laughs> yeah. A lot of uh, all the shows that's just how it's written because it keeps as a TV show, it keeps your attention. It keeps you engaged. Your, your brain is already working. We've talked about the hive it's, mind and the and the. It's the a structure that people are accustomed, accustomed to. to. Yeah. So they keep it that way, even though there are no commercials. Mm-hmm. They keep the structure the same because it also allows you to stay engaged. Right. It keeps you from going too long mm-hmm. without something interesting happening. Right. Like a movie where you're building a story slowly over the course of 90 minutes or so and you're building to a crescendo in the end of the film. Mm-hmm. This is something where you're going to build toward a crescendo every 45 minutes or an hour. Right. But you have to push the story toward that point. And uh, uh, it's just like in a regular screenplay, you have beats that you hit. Mm-hmm. Like like we've we've discussed this before. Every, within ten minutes, you have to describe the world that your characters exist in, yeah. and the problem that they are facing within the first ten minutes of the, the film. Exciting incident. Yes, within your first ten minutes of the film. Uh, TV shows are the same exact way. You have a certain amount of time to tell a certain something, and if you go on too long, it's going to just. It's going to get boring. It's going to feel too long. It's going to drag. Yeah, people, boring people, is maybe the wrong word. Yeah, it's going to drag a little it's gonna bit. It's going to drag. Yeah, and, and 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 you may lose some of your viewers if you don't hit certain points at a certain right. In a, within a certain time limit. So, Dramatica will help you keep that structure together. Yeah. Uh, it'll also give you um it'll tell you the beats you need to hit within a certain time. It gives you, it actually can give you your beats. So let's say you're writing a story, you know the beginning, you know the ending. And at that hour point of a movie where you have to, um, you got to kill someone off or have a, or have a big chase sequence. That's usually the 60 minute point is, is the most exciting point to the film. Right. How do you get from your 10 minute inciting incident mm. to your 60 minutes there. Right. There are other beats that happen in the middle and this is something like uh, Joseph Campbell's The, Hero's, the Journey. Hero's Journey. You, It will actually show you the beats of The Hero's Journey mm. alongside your script in Dramatica. Wow. So you know okay, well, we have to work towards this point next. We have to work towards that point next. I did not know that. That's really cool. Yes, and that's why I've never used it because for me personally, it's already in my head. Right. Most of the stuff is in my, I know the beats already. You know, and, and even when I'm writing a script, 
I'm basing it on a structure of something that I know already. So mm-hmm. I already know where I'm going with a lot of this. Right. Uh, but sometimes you just get stuck. Yeah. You say, well, we went here, we went here, we went there. I don't know where, where to go next. I'm, you know, you're, I, we know where it's going to be eventually, but I'm just stuck here. What is the next logical point of the story from right. this to this to that? Mm-hmm. And Dramatica will help you outline that. That's cool. So it literally helps you create your your scriptment. Right. You can create a scriptment, a full treatment with Dramatica so that you're sure to hit every point you need in order to outline your script completely. Then you take it from there. I like that because it's a way of like double checking where you're at and, yes. and, 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 and helping you literally like, okay, well, this section, I'm going to miss this beat. Mm-hmm. You know, so what, what do I, what can I move from this section? Mm-hmm. That's that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like I freeform write and then I kind of like edit down. Mm-hmm. This is this is a very structured version of freeform writing right. where you're just kind of throwing it all in there and then you figure out where within yeah. a certain story structure. Because if you really want to get technical, there's only eight types of stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, we always say we're going to talk about this, but there are actually seven types. Seven. Okay, there's seven. Seven types of stories mm-hmm. in all of history. Every single movie, story, These are book, basic plots. Yeah, every single movie, book, whatever will fall into one of these seven categories. Whether you, the way you tell the story is what makes the difference. Right. But the story structure is seven types of story structures. This is the theory. It's some of them end up getting shoehorned in. Maybe you can create other types. But so, what are the seven? Okay, the first one is called Overcoming the Monster. Okay. When the protagonist sets out to defeat an antagonistic force, often evil, which threatens the protagonist and or protagonist's homeland. Mm -hmm. Examples are Beowulf, Dracula, the World of the Worlds, Theta States, um... Yeah. Okay. So we have we have a we have a hero. Harry Potter. Yes, we have a hero fighting a monster. Of some type. Gotcha. Next. Uh, rags to riches. The poor protrag- protagonist acquires things such as power, wealth, and a mate before losing it all and gaining it back upon growing as a person. Trading places. Trading yeah. places coming to America. Brewster's Millions. Yep. This Brewster's Millions. Yep, Cinderella, Aladdin. Yep. Uh, the next one is The Quest. The protagonist and some companions set out to acquire an important object. Lord of the Rings. Or to get a look. Get to a location facing many obstacles and temptations along the way. Lord of the Rings. Perfect example. Yep. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Another really good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Bill and Ted. I like that. It's true. Bill and Ted it's is true. like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, dude, where's my car? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, dude, where's my car? Yes. Oh my God. Okay, uh, then the next one is Voyage and Return. The protagonist goes to a strange land and after overcoming the threats it poses to him or her, returns with experience. Um, Chronicles of Narnia, Apollo 13, Labyrinth, uh, Finding Nemo, Gulliver's Travelers, The Wizard of Oz. Never story, Wizard of Oz. Um, Next one is Comedy. Light and humorous character with a happy or cheerful ending. A dramatic work in which the central motif is the triumph over adverse circumstance resulting in a successful or happy conclusion. Hmm. Um, Midsummer's Night's Dream, Much Ado About Nothing, Bridget Jones's Diary, Music and Lyrics, Lighting Doors, Four Weddings and a Funeral, and Mr. Sounds Bean. Sounds like the romantic comedy of sorts. Yeah. Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> That's my movie right there. <laughs> 
tragedy. The protagonist is a hero with one major character flaw or great mistake, which is their, uh, which is ultimately their undoing. Mm. Their unfortunate ending provoke, evokes pity at their folly and the fall of a fundamentally good character. Macbeth. Bloodslaughter Massacre. Bloodslaughter Massacre. Romeo and Juliet. Um, Death Note. Breaking Bad. Hamlet, Beowulf. Death Note. Well, that just gave you the ending of Death Note there. You haven't Damn finished it. that yet. There you Damn go. Damn it. <laughs> Spoilers. You just started that this morning. <laughs> that movie is like on fast forward. I can't. Um, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Rebirth. Um, during the course of the story, an important event forces the main character to change their ways, often making them a better person. A Christmas Carol, The Secret Garden, mm-hmm. Despicable Me, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah, any time where the villain becomes a hero by the end, basically. Okay, that's it. Okay, so those are the seven types of story. And in Dramatica Pro, it will basically give you the structure of your film, of your script, to match one of these seven stories because if you can come up with a different type of story that doesn't fit into it, well, then you're better than Joseph Campbell and William Shakespeare. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, ro- and if you're looking for a production crew, call us. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Seemed like a good thing to say. Yeah. So, okay, so that's, that, those, that's the movie magic family. Now, the reason why we stick within the movie magic family is because each of these programs work seamlessly together. Yes. They, you can actually take each, uh, they, every single program reads each other's formatting. formatting. Yeah. So um, if I were to take something from Final Draft... Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I think Final Draft will be read in budgeting and scheduling yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it'll work, but... Most of the time, whatever takes Final Draft will take Screenwriter. Pretty much. At this point in time. At this when, point, When yeah. they were, were first created, it was a one or the other, but yes. now they pretty much take both. Yeah, at this point. I'd say that Screenwriter and um, Final Draft are probably industry standard. Yes, they are. They are. Celtics is, is coming slowly up. slowly becoming. But, but it, the fact that it's free makes a lot of people hum and haw at it. Well, also on a side note, Celtics is apparently also uh, developing a film production software. Okay. Which is going to be similar to the Shot Lister. Hmm. So it seems like that's how they're kind of overcoming. It's going to be more of a professional paid kind of thing, but it will be an all-in-one shop kind okay. of deal. That's cool. Okay, so we have that. So we've gone through the movie magic pre-production. We like those because they they work seamlessly. It happens to be what we have, so we went that. These two are final draft is industry standard. Movie magic is the second Mm -hmm. final, uh, and Celtics is becoming third. Yeah. Is working its way up to the third. Yeah, definitely. Uh, movie magic budget scheduling is is sort of becoming a lot of the industry standard. There's not a lot of these programs that you can get for cheap. No. Um, and and what's really great about these programs, which I you know go back and listen to the other episodes where I talk about breaking down a script and strip boards, and um, yeah, you create all this stuff. I create all that stuff in those programs, and it, it automatically generates the bunch of different reports that you need for mm-hmm. for pre production purposes. Um. There are two other things that are coming up that are still, you know, still pretty new. I haven't used them yet. One of them is called Studio Binder, and the next is uh, Production Next. Okay. They seem to be more uh, like project management. They seem mm-hmm. to be when you're when you're when you have a lot more moving pieces than a five person yes. film crew. Um, you can actually like get uh, estimates from from rental houses mm-hmm. and pull those into your budget. Um, you can add all your contacts, so literally like your entire crew will have like almost like 
their own website mm -hmm. essentially to go to where they can get all of your documents. They can download the script. They can see you know, whatever level you allow them to see. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, it's like a big project management. If you've ever done worked in anything in project management, like I work in architectural lighting and we have a project, so project management software where everything you can, you can view everything live and it's super complicated, okay. but it's two things to keep out. They both seem to have a uh, monthly, um, options subscription. monthly subscription so it seems like you can turn it off turn it on for as long as you actually need it for your production um studio binder was like 30 to 50 dollars a month for the one that would have everything that you would kind of need um there are higher levels that go to like 80 dollars a month um but i don't think any of us are going to reach that anytime soon <laughs> hopefully hopefully we all do but we don't need to because we already have these programs. Yeah, we do. We paid for them a while ago. But. Yeah. So uh, one more, uh, I think that's it for pre-production, right? Yeah, yeah. One more thing within pre-production, which kind of works through all three levels, is this new one, uh, Kit Split. Okay. Kit Split is uh, Craigslist mm -hmm. for your equipment. Cool. That's literally what it is. That's how they're describing it. It's, it's Craigslist for your equipment. Um, instead say of, you want to shoot, you want to shoot on a C three hundred. Okay, you're talking about a. Well, now the three hundred. Yeah, now the say yeah C three hundred. It's like you're talking about an eight thousand dollar camera. Shoo. You know. But it's incredible. I mean, the C three hundred they use that on freaking NASA. Yeah. <laughs> NASA uses C300s and C500s. So they're amazing cameras. All right? But, hey, I, I, I barely have $8,000 for the entire movie, <laughs> let alone for one camera. Yeah. So Kit Split. Now, I know this is in New York. I'm sure it's in L.A. Yeah. I don't know where else it is. So, you know, uh, maybe it's... Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Mm -hmm. I haven't used it yet either. But I just listened to an interview. This is actually created by... The king of independent film, Lloyd Kaufman, his daughter. Cool. She created Kit Split. I can't think of her name off the top of my head right now, but she created Kit Split. And let's say you want a C300. Mm -hmm. You can rent it from a local rental house, and a C300 is probably going to run you about four or $500 a day. Okay. okay? So you have a 14-day shoot. You're still paying $8,000 for a movie. <laughs> yeah. You're still paying $8,000 for this camera. At that rate, you might as well buy, buy it. it. Yep. Okay? Kit Split, I looked, at, I looked it up just for shits and giggles. Mm -hmm. A C300 was $150 a day from one person. Wow. Now, here's what it is. This is, this is basically a supplemental income way if you have equipment. Right. Let's say I own a C300. I can list my C300 on Kit Split, and people can rent it directly from me. That's cool. Okay, which is what allows me to make a little bit of extra income. Right. Because my camera that I'm not using for, let's say, the next month, I'm not shooting anything. This camera's going to sit here and collect dust. Right. Okay? An $8,000 camera, though, you need to make some money with this damn thing. You need to pay the yeah. you need to pay for the camera. So you can rent it out this way. All right? Um the benefit of this is number one, it's cheaper than a rental house. Kit Split does um, cover the insurance as well. I thought I was going to ask. Yes, okay. you can buy and you can pay. You can pay for insurance through them. Okay. So if you're borrowing somebody's camera and it breaks, you it's accidentally insured. break it. It is insured through Kit Split. Okay, that's yes. that's awesome. Yes, so it's limited 
limited liability for the user and the renter. That's nice. Which That's is really nice. I was yes. going to ask how that was going to work. Yes, which is very nice. But I didn't want to be like a storm cloud on the horizon. <laughs> yes, they do offer insurance, <laughs> insurance rate through them. Uh, just like every rental house, you can yeah. get insurance through the rental house as well. It's usually very expensive, yes. though. You know, so that's how, what this service is. Uh, the other benefit of it is you are renting from other filmmakers locally. Locally, so you're meeting people. Yes, exactly. You are meeting the other filmmakers in your area who have this equipment already. Right. So if you want that C300 for your movie and you're going to use it, you can go. You can get on if there. You, have you a can rent it from a day or two. Then you, you can might actually the, exactly yes. Very, so they can actually get work from this as Precisely. well. Precisely. Precisely. Oh, that's great. Because if, really if you're renting, if you're renting their camera from them, they're obviously not using yeah. it for that day. Right. You know, for another fifty, maybe hundred bucks, you can probably get them and their equipment. That's awesome. So it's a wonderful way of building your filmmaking community. And your crew, right? And meeting other filmmakers who are who have access to the equipment that you just can't afford, right? You know, but if you can afford to pay them for it, mm -hmm. they get they get experience on it as well, right? And experience doesn't pay the bills, but and you you know I hear that a lot. A lot of people experience doesn't pay the bills. Yeah, but you want to know something? Some people they're just fine with it. You yeah. know, uh, someone we know he has a bunch of equipment. And his subscriptions and stuff costs him about $2,000 a year mm -hmm. for his maintenance fees and his subscription fees and everything. Right. As long as he can cover that $2,000 through the course of the year mm -hmm. with his regular gigs, yeah. he is willing to work with people on their prices. Because we're still artists. I mean, I mean, with, yes. yes, this is a business. And yes, we've mm -hmm. said it a thousand times. This is the film industry and the industry is longer yeah, but, for a reason. Yeah. But we're still artists, and people still want to create, mm -hmm. and people still want to help bring something to life. A lot of these people are working professionals. Yeah. So they have jobs that are paying them yeah. regularly. Yeah. And on weekends, they're not doing much because they work Monday to a Friday. Doing, they're doing corporate videos yep. or something like that. And, Which and, is expensive. Yes. A corporate industrial, one day on an industrial can probably pay you as a camera guy alone $1,000 or oh, five, yeah. more, way more than that. I've, I've done corporate videos just as a script supervisor and I got like 200 258 for the day. Yeah. You know, I was a PA for 150 Yeah, to literally have a camera pointed at one person talking at it. Yeah. There's no script supervision, no, really. Nothing really was required. Yeah. It was doing from a green screen. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of these professionals who do this sort of thing, if they like your idea, mm -hmm. they'd be willing to work for a little bit less. But how do you meet them? Yeah. This is a way of meeting them. You rent yeah. their equipment. If you rent and it you, from you, them regularly enough, you get to know these you, people. You build a relationship with them. Exactly. Exactly. They know that, hey, this guy takes care of my, my stuff. stuff. Yeah. Everything yeah. comes back perfectly. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they even like brush off the lens yeah. and clean I, it up right. I do believe Kit Split even has a delivery service where if you don't want to pick it up. Yes, if you like, some people are just okay. Uh, they feel weird that informal bit of well, it. Well, as you know? a girl, it's a little weird to go pick up a camera there, at some dude's house. There is that too. There okay. is that too. So <laughs> they can actually have it delivered to you. I'm sorry if that sounded horrible, sexist, it's and, but it's true though. But it's true. Yes, some weird dude who's got a thousand, ten thousand dollars worth of equipment who never leaves his house. Yeah. You don't know who you're meeting. This is no. the truth. You don't know who you're meeting sometimes. Yeah. So yes, you can actually. They actually, I'm almost positive they have a form of delivery oh, uh, probably so. through uber or something yeah probably uber express that thing yeah exactly you know so that's one way of that's one thing I'm doing check out kit split uh, i don't know where where places it, are it, exactly it, it but it seems like it's just kind of popped up suddenly yeah. and um 
It seems like they're trying to do a lot of outreach. I've seen a lot of film festivals are partnering with them and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So definitely keep an eye on it. Keep yeah. an eye on your local film festivals because they are doing a mm-hmm. lot of outreach. And as I that said, way. it's it's run by Lloyd Kaufman's daughter. Yeah. If there is anybody who is more about doing well, as much as possible for as little money as possible. And also with a combination of her mom. Her mom was the New York State uh, Film Commissioner for mm-hmm. many, many years. She's retired now. She's retired now. But she was the New York State Film uh, Commissioner. So, you know, she also has an insight into the industry yes, as well. Yes, they know how the industry works. They know how this, and, and they are fully mm-hmm. in that, do as much as you can for as little as possible. Yeah. You know, stop paying, you don't need $10 million to make a movie. Mm. They're fully aware of that, and that's kind of one of the philosophies they all live on. Yeah. So uh, check it out. Check yeah, that out. Definitely. So now that we've rambled on that, let's move on to production. Yeah. Um, production tools. Yeah, one of the first, I just actually downloaded this thing um, recently. It was called the Filmmaker Toolkit. It's completely free. Um, it's more of an informational app, mm-hmm. but um, pretty much they have all the different kinds of documents you would need. Um, I'm just going to like do a real quick walkthrough live mm-hmm. while we're doing this. I feel like I should have a video or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have documents. So they have everything from call sheets to log sheets, progress sheets, an incident injury report, mm-hmm. um, storyboards, shot list, shooting schedule. Um, just kind of an These example. Are all forms you can, and PDFs. And, and they're all PDFs or Excel. Excels that you can actually download and mm-hmm. edit and see how it all works. Um so that's really cool. Um, then they have focus charts for the cinematographer. Mm. I don't know what this does, but I'm sure you do. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's to help you literally focus and know where you're. It's it's a very clear thing that you you point you print it out. You know where your where your focus points are going to be. So it's very clear and easy to shift and adjust your focus. Okay. By the meter. Okay. Then it has weather reports. It has three different services. It's, you can connect to and check mm-hmm. weather for the day of that you're sh- you're shooting. So your AD will find this invaluable. Yeah, this, this is, is great. This for is your being entire AD. AD's job. Yeah, everything um, that your AD does in a in a in an app, so it's all in one place yeah. for them to reference. Yeah, that's it's actually really great. I'm really impressed. Uh, mm-hmm. Sun elevation has a time and date with the sun position, so you can figure out where the. There's sun's another program be. called Magic Hour. Mm-hmm. That does that. I don't know if they have that integrated into that, or something like that. But Magic Hour literally calculates how long you have left of the Magic Hour based on the light you want. That's really cool. Um, then they also have a knowledge base, mm-hmm. um, which is just a bunch of information. It defines terms, um, tells you all, you know, describes what certain equipment is. Uh, the rule of thirds, 180 degree rule, real quick reference guide if you're on set and somebody's like, are you breaking the 180 yeah, degree rule? Probably has frame frame listings to what, what, you know, what, what's a two shot, single shot, probably tell you no, things, d- yeah, shot charts sizes. like that, yeah, shot yeah, list. shot sizes. Yep. So everything we talked about last week mm-hmm. or two weeks ago, whatever, that I feel explained. like we're replacing ourselves right now. Huh? We better be amusing because people are going to want to check this out instead. Um, then they actually have a really cool section, Filmmaker Advice, which they talk to, like, uh, Morton Scorsese, Roger Corman, Stanley Kubrick. Um, really, like, real quick little blurb quote from them. Mm-hmm. That's inspiring, which is kind so of fun. They didn't fun. really talk to these people. Stanley no. Kubrick's been dead for a long time. No, it's just, you know, a little <laughs> quote paragraph. Yes. Um, but still, pretty cool little thing. I'm actually going to share it on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Why not? Because I can actually have a share button. Wow. How neat is that? Um, so yeah, really cool little toolkit, handy handy guide for when you're on set. Mm-hmm. So I'd mark that pretty pretty valuable. Okay. How much is that? 
free. That's free program. F R E E free. Awesome. It's like totally free, totally not like free. download totally it and free. then pay for a full nope. version later. Nope. Totally free. No, it doesn't really have any ads. That's as Filmmaker far as I Toolkit. Saw. Filmmaker Toolkit. Okay. So check um, that this out. is all Android. Just to, just to yes, kind of say. I'm, and Unless we make a note of it being Apple, well, we're, we're using, Android users. We're Android users. 99% of these things are on. They're on the Android store. They're on the Android store. They're in the the Google Play store. They're in the yeah. Apple store. Yeah, I just These downloaded this all... from the Google Play store. Yes. So. Yeah. I'm actually thinking about now. Actually, because of this episode, I'm thinking about we have we got a tablet. It was one of those, you know, get two phones and get mm-hmm. a tablet for free or whatever yeah. nonsense. So we actually got a tablet and and we don't even use it. So I think I'm going to make it studio ready. So maybe I'll do a follow up episode when I get it. Yeah, all with our with our hooked up. When we got our galaxies, we got a, we got the tablet. For free, yeah. With two Galaxy, with with with, with well, it was actually buy a Galaxy, get the tablet free. But we had two. We don't. What do we need two tablets yeah, for? Yeah, we need that. Um, and it was, and it works on four G. Mm-hmm. Uh, it works on regular. It, had, it gets its own plan, which will be ten dollars a month for its data plan. But it doesn't make phone calls. It's just yeah. a tablet. So it's a ten dollar a month data plan, and we got a free tablet with it. Right. Um, even if you get the tablet yourself, it and comes up to be like ten dollars a month mm-hmm. to pay for the tablet, ten dollars a month for the service. So for twenty bucks a month, you have this tablet. Yeah, that works with your. You uh, make it a mobile your... mobile production yep. studio, which I think I'm going to be doing to ours. Mm-hmm. Um, checking out the shot lister and all this other stuff. So I'll do a follow up on that okay. and tell you if I like actually being a digital filmmaker. Type. Yeah. Anyway, um, there's this other one you told me about the filmmaker pro. I Filmic guess. Pro. Filmic Pro. Filmic Pro is a recording app. Okay. It is it is better it is better on Apple. Okay. It is better on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it was designed for iPhone, iPhone. So it's a smaller, shittier version of it for the for the Android. Mm-hmm. Um but uh anybody who's heard of the movie Tangerine? Which was the big Sundance movie yeah. of last year that it was taught shot entirely on, on an iPhone. iPhone. Um it was they the, shot it, was it on the last iPhone. Dream story. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It was the Sundance Dreams. Yes. Exactly. Um, this. What they did was that this program uses the camera and it actually adds new options to the camera itself. Makes your makes your camera on the phone totally professional. Huh. It records at a much higher bit rate. I think it's like two hundred fifty or three hundred uh, meg- megs a second. Um, so you can get your full 4k. It allows you to shoot in higher frame rates, lower frame rates. You can do slow motion. You could do, uh, under cranking and over cranking with it. Um, gives you much better control over your ISOs and your, and your, uh, um, your F stops, um, white balance controls. Um, I, I haven't used it. I only have the free version, but I know, and uh, not the free. Well, yes, I have the free version, the evaluator. I got Filmic Pro Evaluator on, on which you can get. only open a certain number of times or something like that. No, well, it's an evaluator. It basically tells you everything that that it can do. Got it. So you can look at it and decide. You can take a tour. Yes, and decide what it is you want. So that's an app in and of itself. Film mm-hmm. Filmic Evaluator, Filmic Pro Evaluator, um, and it's it's basically going to turn your cell phone into a pro camera. That's what it's going to do. Uh, so when they shot Tangerine, they used this program to get the higher, to get the high bit rate. Mm-hmm. And I believe that they, sh- I believe it also turned it into a 10-bit color. Oh, wow. And 422 10-bit color as well, uh, which is pretty much standard for any, you know, I mean, 12-bit 444 is the highest at, you know, I think 12, maybe the 16-bit. I'm not entirely sure. But um, yeah, even our camera... 
our the G7 mm-hmm. is an 8-bit camera. I was say that. Yeah, that's an 8-bit camera. So this will actually turn it into a 10-bit camera. So it's actually with the high... marker and camera. Yes, yeah. yes, but it's still a cell phone camera. Right, right. Okay? This also allows you to control your phone via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi from another phone. Which is cool. We actually got yeah. that for the Panasonic. Yes, the Panasonic can uh, Wi-Fi controls through our cell phone. Mm-hmm. So the benefit of that, you wonder why we want to control one cell phone with another phone. Because in the case of Tangerine, you had they used a uh, they used this this on their iPhone. They mounted their iPhone onto the uh, Steadicam cell phone rig. Okay, which the is gimbal. the gimbal. Yes, their handheld gimbal, which is uh, I don't believe it's mechanical. I think it's just a regular, okay, you know, balanced gimbal. Um, and the problem with that is all the controls are on your screen. So while you're shooting something, if you, you have to tap the screen, which is going to mess with the image, the it's image itself. Yeah. It's the camera itself is going to move. You're tapping the camera. Literally. Exactly. Yeah. So every time you touch it, your camera is going to shake and it's going to ruin your shot. So you control it with another camera. So you just have somebody who is a physical camera operator yeah. to hold the shot, hold the camera and get and, and frame it. And then somebody else will stand behind them monitoring on their phone and controlling the camera that way, like a focus puller, like right. a remote focus puller. And then I believe you can send it to multiple cameras. So you can also have a script supervisor running continuity as a, awesome. and then another one where your director can look at it on ju- and use it as just a monitor. Yeah. I believe you can send it to multiple which, phones. Which, which makes me want to amend. I, I just real quick side note. Uh, Stephanie Davis reached out to Bouncy Boxer Media. Bouncy Box Media, yeah. Um, she reached out and she was asking me if I thought a script supervisor was, was a necessary thing to have. And I answered her, you know, unless you can actually give that person a monitor, yeah. um, I wouldn't say it's worthwhile because you're not going to get the same quality of script supervisor by having somebody watch the people yeah. out of, like in real life and yeah. not behind a screen. You need to know what's caught in, yeah, frame, in frame and what is it. Yeah. So this is, this sounds like a really great alternative. Um, you this know, is something that your AD can probably do. Yeah. If you're on these limited crew, your AD can do it if you but don't if, have a but monitor. But if you know somebody who's a scripty and they, you, this program would work for you, it is an option. Yes. So, um, it, you know, I, I would never say don't get a script supervisor if you have the access and you have a little bit of extra budget. I, yeah. I think it's worth it. But don't hire a script but supervisor. don't hire it just because. If you can't give them a monitor, then yeah. you're paying them to do a job that they can't do 100% right. to the best of their ability. You're already handicapping them. Exactly. Yeah. So you shouldn't be paying somebody to do a job that they can't actually, that they do. Can't actually do. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm sure that there are plenty of script supervisors out there who've worked without monitors I'm and they sure. know what they're doing. If yeah. they know what they're doing, then then great. Then yeah. you can use them. Then yeah. go for it. You know, an experienced script soup will figure it out. I'm sure. Yeah. You know. But we're talking about very low budgets mm-hmm. here. We're 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 really talking to that no money, yeah. no. no money stuff. You don't want to pay somebody two or three hundred dollars a day to do a job and then handicap them on top of no, it. No. You just don't want to do it, that. It, it, it's it's a waste of resources. In yes. My mind. Yes. Um, yeah, you so can take anyway. that money, put it toward your AD, pay them a little extra, and they'll be willing to put the extra effort in to do the best they can. Yeah, and this is really great even for directors. I mean, directors that aren't running cameras, mm-hmm. um, this is a great, great thing for yes, them. Yes, yes. Um, uh, which brings me to uh, another thing you can find. I didn't find, because there's a bunch of them out there, uh, Director's Viewfinder. Yes. And you can find a Director's Viewfinder app. Now, those people, a lot of people, may, you may not know what a Director's Viewfinder is. You see all these 
images for years of a director with this lens hanging around their neck. And they hold that little lens oh, and they this, hold it up to their... the idiots that do the L's? <laughs> yeah, that's not an L. But okay. <laughs> Whatever. It's an yeah. L, and then you turn it sideways. That, it's, that's... It's L thing? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, literally you shape two L's with your hands, and then you create a box. An L and a seven. An L and a seven, and then you look through it, and then you kind of like zoom... Using yeah, your fingers. Uh, yeah, you Please know, don't ever do that on set. Don't Please even. Don't, don't do you're not, unless you really, really, really know what the hell you're doing, <laughs> you just look like an idiot. You're like, oh, look at this. No, you just, you, you don't know what, you, unless you know the, unless you know the lenses, yeah. that back and forth, you don't know. Unless you, you, can, you can use yeah. the math to apply to your fingers. To your, yes. You and you, and you know what? A cinematographer can do that. I'm sure A they can. real cinematographer can do that. They know yeah. exactly how far apart to put their fingers for which they know. Yeah. They can do it. Uh, but basically you see the directors with that lens around a string uh-huh. around their neck. That's called a director's viewfinder. Yeah. All right. This lens, they hold it up to their eye. You can look through it like a telescope mm-hmm. and you pick the position where you want to shoot it from. All right. I want to shoot from this. And then you look through this and you rotate it until you see the shot you want. Right. Like you look at it. And so it's a medium shot or a wide shot. Whatever you want. Right. And beyond yes whatever you want this specific shot from that then you you focus this lens to that point Mm -hmm. then you take it and you look at the top of it and it will tell you what millimeter lens that shot is oh that's cool that's what a director's viewfinder is doing so when you see those directors with those little things like what are they looking at Mm -hmm. that's what they're looking at they're deciding what lens they want to use for this specific shot that they want they just keep rotating until it looks the way they want it to look because you know you have with 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 uh uh, um Certain shots, you want to get a certain look mm-hmm. to each because uh, wide angle shots are going to make a person's face look a little bit crushed. And, uh, uh, you know, long distance telephoto shots are going to make their faces look a little wider. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's a very subtle change and your audience will not notice. But when you start messing with lenses and you start really doing this, you'll see the difference. When mm-hmm. you put them side by side, you'll see the difference. Yeah. But your audience isn't going to see it. Hmm. Your audience is not going to notice it unless you start talking real super wide and you start talking about those 12 millimeters yeah, and 14 millimeters. Yes, yeah. their faces look different. Yeah. But sometimes you want a specific look for the shot mm-hmm. and you don't know what lens it is, what lens is going to get you that. And you, you know, your DP could stand there and switch one lens after another, after another, after another until they get the shot you want. And that's just going to take up time. Right. Or you use a director's viewfinder. And you find it, and then they pop on. You just keep spinning and turning and turning until you get the shot you want. Then you look at it, and that's the lens I want. And they use that lens, and we move on. Now, this is something you would generally do in pre-production, but sometimes you just don't have the time. You got to go to the, you know. You can find apps on your phone that will do this. Yeah. They may not be as accurate, Mm. but... You can give, give, give an approximation for your on DP top to of start that, with. A director's viewfinder is a good one. Is going to cost you at least four or five hundred dollars. The ones that you see, those long ones that yeah. directors have on their necks, yeah. you're talking three, four thousand right. dollars. Some of these things are extremely expensive. Right. Okay, you don't really have this for fifteen dollars or so. You can get it on your phone, mm-hmm. and you can get close enough. Yeah, you can get a really good you, approximation. You, you, you of can it. get your DP a good starting point. Yep. 
Yep. So you know what you're gonna you know what you're gonna do, especially if you can shoot it on a cell phone. Yeah. Now you just okay, you 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 can make a list of where you want these shots and you just zoom and back and forth right into it. Which speaking of, um I found a shot designer mm-hmm. and or shots by Celtic, the same thing that did the um the Celtics the script. Script. Um they they are both um shot list shot lists. Yes. They, um, you can like almost, you can actually program, like program into your phone or what your tablet or whatever, where you want the cameras to shoot from and all the different angles. And it actually will have your script alongside of it. So for each, you know, line or whatever, what shot you want, you can apply the, the that's actually how we do our shot list too. I write my shot list on the script. So next to this line, Mm -hmm. I want a wide shot or a medium or a close up next to the, so you're saying that this does literally what we do. You can actually like in the space, some of them is just a generic blank space. And then you literally just plunk down a little camera. Mm -hmm logo yeah and point it you know it has yeah like a circle and then the you'll camera, click it and it'll tell you and it'll the point info. where it wants in the room gotcha gotcha um there are more fancy ones that you, there that are you know anywhere most of these apps are like 15 to 20 dollars um there are actually ones where you can actually take a picture of your location mm-hmm. and put a figure mm-hmm. in a different position inside the picture of your location mm-hmm. and then inside set the where camera you want your where you want your actors to stand and where you want the camera so like to be. like a 3D model like a 3D of your model. Lo- so you yeah. get like a full uh 360 type yeah. view or mm-hmm. a panoramic shot in yeah. there and then you can and you can in within program just place yeah your they're actors. not animated figures. They're not no, moving no, around. But, but they're, but, it's yeah. like a chess piece. You're where just in the room you want it them so down you can and, plan where your lighting yeah. should go as yep. well yep. beforehand. So as soon as you get in, you just say, here, yep. this is the, this is what you we hand, want. You hand it to your DP and you're like, this hmm. is where... Or you I, develop this with the DP. Or with the DP, yes. yeah. And then you're like, here's, so That's here's, cool. here's what we came up with. And even if you don't have a DP and you're running yeah. it yourself, like we do, I yeah. run my own camera. But it's really great. But I've got four other people on set. Instead of pointing around the room, I could just give everybody you, the yeah, diorama. You, you can literally leave them with, leave it with them, this and they is, can literally just like, okay, well, a camera goes here, and then a light goes here, and a person goes there. Yeah, and so gotcha. even if you have an inexperienced crew, mm-hmm. huh? They can actually help you set up the shots yeah. that you want mm-hmm. while you're doing something else. If yeah. you have just a bunch, because a lot of the time you end up with friends who are helping, and they really don't know what they what they're doing. They're just mm. here to help you. Yeah. God bless them. Yeah. They're here to help you, and they're yeah. physical. It hands. makes their life and your life exactly. much easier. Hopefully, it lessens stress for everyone. That's excellent. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, really cool. I, there's a lot of things that I want to check out after mm-hmm. this. Um, oh, the other thing is, uh, speaking of lighting, we actually have the Loom Cubes, as I think we've talked about in a previous yeah. episode. They have an app that you can control the light from your phone as well. Yeah, you can. I think you can. Uh, you can sync a six or eight of them mm-hmm. via one app on your Bluetooth phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can turn the lights on, make them brighter, make them dimmer, time them to go on and off at certain times. You you know, and and you can control your lights that way. Remember one thing with Loom Cubes, you get very hard light off of them, yeah. so you do need a diffuser mm-hmm. off of that. That's just a side note on that. But yes, Loom all the Loom Cubes can be can be controlled via your cell phone. Right, and definitely check out the film hacks where we talk about all the different diffusers that you can use. Yes. Um, so then two other things that I found which are really cool, which I'm excited about because mm. I'm a big producer loser. Um, there's two different... There, the Apple version is called Cineforms and the Android version is called Easy Release. Essentially, you have your release forms all on your tablet or your phone. Mm-hmm. Your actor signs it, signs your phone. Mm-hmm. And you can email a copy to yourself and to them. Okay. And it actually stores everything in your um, phone. Wow. And when you pull it up, it'll actually tell you which actors you have a completed release from or not. Oh, so it's like a checklist. Yeah. 
So you know exactly what you're missing rather than having to go through and figure all it, yeah. of your pages. Like we do some, yeah. we got 30 pages of release forms and we got to figure out, okay, well, who are we missing? Who did I miss? Who did I this miss? This is already listed. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So you can literally, you can hand this over to a PA and have them around, run around and get everybody's signatures. Yeah. And it'll actually have all your contact information for all of your actors and, ca- and crew so if you in are the phone. Someone. So you can automatically send them the copy as soon as yeah. they sign it. And if you are missing someone, it's already on there. You yeah. can email them directly yeah. from this and send them, mm-hmm. send them the unsigned form, let them send it and email it back to yep. you and it's done. Yep. That's really cool. Yeah. So really, really cool apps that I'm finding and I'm really excited about trying some of this new stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's move on to post-production, which is all your- is that everything? Wheel. Yeah, that's everything that I everything? got. everything? Shotlister? Yeah, that's everything. Yeah, we got it all. Yeah. Uh, so I'm yeah. I'm efficient. Come on now. You give me a <laughs> list and I'm just going to bang through uh-huh. everything. So uh, post-production, post-production, uh, some of these become, this is where, this is where your movie comes together. Yeah. So um, some of these things can be expensive, but it's it, worth it, it. It really adds to the, to the quality of your film mm-hmm. and what you can do in post. Uh, personally, now, yeah, little thing. basic, basic is your editing. You mm-hmm. need a video editing, video editing software. Yep. Um, now, if you're shooting on a um, cell phone, there is actually a free version of Adobe Premiere Clip, it's called. <laughs> this is a free video editing on your phone or tablet. Oh, that's cool. So, so it's full version of Adobe Premiere for free. That you, So you don't ever have to take your, if you shot it on a cell phone, you don't have to take, you know, you got to take the phone, take your, uh, uh, you got to take all the footage, transfer it to your computer, and then edit it on your computer. Right. If you don't want to go, if you don't want to do that, and you're fine working, you're making on like your, a fifteen second. This is great. Even uh, there are people who've done. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter. It's up to you and how you prefer your workflow. Right. If you like it to be all done there, then some people don't have computers. It's true. Some people don't have a computer. They got a tablet. They got a laptop. That's you know they don't have computers. Not everybody has this stuff right. at this point in this yeah, day and age. It's true. It's true. You know computers things are, are really... becoming so compact. You don't exactly need computers for it. Yeah. You know. So if you're shooting on a laptop, or, I mean, excuse me, on a, on a cell phone or a tablet, a smartphone, something like that, uh, Adobe Premiere Clip is free. Now it's interesting. This is actually the full version. Because I have Adobe um, Photoshop Express on my phone, mm-hmm. but it's very limited in the actions that no, you can, uh, I can think, do. I think there might be a fuller version for $10. I'm not sure. Yeah, mine was free. Okay. No, I mean of Adobe oh, Premiere. Okay, I okay, gotcha. Yeah, my Photoshop Express but, is a very limited things, but it's enough for like what you want to do in a cell phone picture. Okay. Okay. Uh, but with Adobe Premiere Clip, it is full video editing. Okay. And on your cell phone. That's It's awesome. already there. You can edit, render... And, sub, and and from right there, you can upload directly to Film Freeway or Vimeo. From there, your video, does the same thing. Yeah. yeah, your film will never leave your cell phone. It wow. never have that's to. Crazy. It does not have to come off your cell phone anymore. That's 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 amazing. Exactly. Um, so you can do that. Uh, um, so you have Adobe Premiere. We, I, I personally shoot. I personally edit on Sony Vegas Pro. Uh, that runs about $700 is Sony Vegas pro. There is Sony Vegas movie studio, which is a light version of that, which I think is under a hundred dollars, maybe 150. Mm. Uh, but also it's an editing, it's editing software. Yeah. Um, iMovie is free with Apple and that people have edited on that. It's honestly, from what I understand, it's a piece of crap, mm. but it can get the job done. Yeah. 
Uh, we used to edit on ULead, which is like a fifty or sixty dollar program. I think we got that. We we, we got it. We got it for free on the something like that. No, no, no. Know. It was when um we had that one camera that we borrowed and we shot it on this shot something, and your computer didn't have the connection that it needed, so we had to buy that one connecting thing. Yeah, and it had like all the different uh, RCA. Was it RCA? Yes, it's an yeah. RCA. It had a bunch of different ports, and then we got that software for free. I remember because yeah. we called the ULead or whatever. Yeah, these things don't even the, the yeah. connection doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> but I, I I think ULead still exists. That's the that's what we that was our first yeah, very video first. editing. Our first like three or four shorts were edited on ULead, mm-hmm. and then I moved on to Sony Vegas, yeah. and that's 2007 or so. We moved on to Sony Vegas, and I've been with them. Now, I, I look. I'm I'm an advocate for Sony Vegas. A lot of people they don't consider it to be very good. It is a damn good editing program it really is the only reason that it's not considered an industry standard program is because it does not support film frames what does that mean with film um when you transfer let's say you're using premiere when you transfer film digitally okay when you cine 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 code it um it's going to mark and save your time code from the film edges, the time codes, the frame numbers, it's going to save everything that's encoded into the film itself and all the digital. Okay. So now we're going to go back a couple of years. Yeah. Back when I was, you know, in film school and I was studying editing, uh-huh. I remember cause I was in final cut. All of our, all of the frames had the little time code. No, no, no. It wasn't even time code. It was literally like, it looked like a film cell. Like yes. that stuff. Yes. It time, had it in between that, each and every single one. The sprocket holes. Sprocket holes. There you go. Yes. And it, and in the side of that is where the time codes are in are put into it. Now Vegas doesn't do that. Vegas does not support the film. You lose the time code of the film. Um I don't think it even imports directly from film. It doesn't have a film um oh what a, a telesyn is what it's called. Okay. Is recording from film to digital. It's gotcha. a telesina. Right. Uh, it doesn't have that option. And Premiere has it. Mm. Final Cut has it. Avid has it. Resolve has it. Because these are programs that have been industry standard for the last 30 years. Yeah. Vegas was not an industry standard. This was a consumer or prosumer version. So they never worked with film. It never went to film uh, as a workflow. Okay, and when you're transferring from film directly to, you need those time codes intact. If it does transcode tel- telesyn from film, I'm not sure if it does, but if it does, you are losing those time codes, and it's going to create its own time code for the video. Mm-hmm. And that's why they don't use. That's why Sony Vegas is not considered a professional program. But you have maybe 10% of the directors on earth right yeah, now that are, that are still shooting on film. Yeah. If 90% of the industry has gone digital, you can't, the fact that you can't even project your film, you do film yeah, festivals, most... you're putting it in a digital cinema package. Yeah. You're not transferring to film and, 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 oh and oh oh it's not the, happening. The, the cinemas have even changed yes. to digital, all digital. 90% of the movies out there will never ever see a film print. Yeah. So what is the big fucking deal about whether or not it saves the time code? You're not even using it anymore. Yeah. So why does it matter? So, 
and rent. <laughs> For the few people out there who do use Vegas and they get shit from their friends, tell your friends to go to hell. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with Vegas. It does. And I took, I took a, a couple years ago, I took mm-hmm. a Final Cut Pro class before Final Cut X came out. Mm-hmm. I actual Final Cut 7 or 8, I think it was. And I took a class. I sat down on that computer. I rearranged the windows a little bit mm-hmm. just so it looked like my Vegas interface just so the yeah. interface looked the same that's right. all i did and i had no problem working in this program whatsoever i knew where everything was i knew how it all worked it was piece for piece exactly how vegas worked wow it worked exactly the same way to the point where i took the class with the exception of the color correcting day because i don't do color correcting mm-hmm. With the exception of the color correcting day, I learned almost nothing in this class. After years of working in Vegas, I looked at Final Cut and I said, I know exactly what I'm doing here. Louis did the same thing. He's been working in Vegas. He got a Mac. He moved into Final Cut and he moved moved into Final Cut X, which is way different. But... If you when he sits in front of regular older version of Final Cut, he knows exactly how to use it, yeah. how all the plugins work because it's the same damn thing as Vegas. Right. There's there's a little bit more options in Final Cut. But it's all there. Yeah. Everything in Vegas is all there. Yeah. So don't let people knock you if you use Sony Vegas. I know a lot of people who do use it and a lot of people give him hell over it. Well, why aren't you using this? Well, you should use Premiere. You should use this. Use whatever the hell you want to use. That's right. Okay? So I say I'm a Sony Vegas guy. Mm-hmm. Again, it's about $700. If you have that, I mean, obviously, you need a you need an editing program. You now, I think we've talked about this before. Uh, da Vinci. Da Vinci, yes. Da Vinci Resolve is free. Free, 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 free. F-R-E-E, free. Free. Um, Resolve has been, DaVinci Resolve has been the industry standard color grading program for the last 30 years, mm-hmm. 40, maybe. I think Star Wars worked on an early version wow. of, of Resolve. Wow. Yes. They have been the industry standard for period right. for color for color correction it's and like coloring. it's like the insider now, secret to this point. yes now digital grading as you know has only been around about 10 years mm-hmm. as is right now but the older incarnations of it with the you know the knobs and the, the knob yes and, yes <laughs> the physical boards has been made by da vinci resolve for years for right. decades now okay um, it literally looked like a music studio yes yes so they've been doing this for decades. They know what they're doing. They're on top of it. Now, Resolve suddenly, two years ago, became a full editing program. You Before it was just color. Right. Now it's a full, you can actually edit your whole thing in Resolve. Mm-hmm. And it is free. Right. The full version did 4K. You, had, you could do 4K editing and 4K uh, exporting as well as... You know, tech support and other things like that, which is a lot of stuff you're probably not going to use anyway, mm-hmm. unless you're a professional who's delivering, who needs certain deliverables to your clients or other film. You know, um, you don't need a lot of the stuff that that you're going to pay for. Mm-hmm. You don't need it. So get Resolve, and it's totally free. All right. Um, it's been a thousand dollars is the full version. They just dropped the price to three hundred. That's nothing. Yes. So it is half the price yeah. of Sony Vegas. Yeah. It is half the price of Final Cut. Yeah. It is half the price of what Premiere used to be. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Premiere is now Adobe Creative Suite has gone full cloud. Cloud based. Yeah. So it's and and it's all subscription services. Mm-hmm. Everything is subscription. Now you say it's oh, do I want to pay for this every single month? I have I have Adobe Photoshop and I have it's Photoshop and Lightroom. It's ten dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Photoshop alone used to be I think six hundred dollars. Yeah, that's six or seven. Okay. And every time there was a new version of it, you had to buy the upgrade for it. Mm-hmm. As long as you have this subscription, you never have to buy another upgrade. Right. It is $10 a month. I have Lightroom and Photoshop. Mm-hmm. 10 bucks a month. It'll take me three years before I hit the price of Photoshop alone. Yeah. All right? Which is, so it's just not even an option anymore. Mm. It's a subscription. Period. No. I would pay for this for three years before I paid for what Photoshop used to cost. Yeah. And I will never have to pay for an upgrade. Whenever they have an upgrade, it just automatically updates. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So if Premiere was $700 before, I think it's 30 bucks a month right now, I think it is, for Premiere. I believe so. So again, it'll, you'll, you'll have Premiere for three years before you actually hit the price that it used to be. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely worth it. And the best part of that is it's a subscription service. If you're not editing anything, cancel it. Yeah. And when you have a new movie that you're going to start working on, bring it back. And you can probably edit your entire movie. If it takes you six months to edit your movie, it's going to cost you, what is if it's $30 a month for six months. $90. Is it? No, that's three months. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 180. Yeah, $180 to yeah. edit your entire movie for three, for for 6 months. And that's 6 months of straight editing. Yeah. 6 months of editing is going to cost you 180 bucks for that. Which is still less than any of these editing programs. Exactly. It's still cheaper than any of the rest of them. Yep. That's that's the cost. That's probably that's around the cost of the of the uh uh consumer version of Vegas Movie Studio. Yeah. Okay? So it's still cheaper than all of them with the exception of Resolve. Right. So uh, yes, if you like Premiere, you like uh, and After Effects and all of there. There are different packages for different levels of what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, Photoshop and Lightroom is the most basic one. It's ten dollars a month, and I make all my posters on that. I uh, when I first subscribed, I got uh, a job doing two different uh, uh, doing a po- uh, a cover art for a book and two T shirt designs. Okay, and that paid for my entire first year yeah. of Photoshop with yeah. those three jobs. So it, that's that's it. My whole first year, I'm my, my Photoshop is covered until next summer. Nice. <laughs> so it's that simple. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. You know? So I know it hurts. It does hurt, and it hurts mm-hmm. your wallet. It hurts your heart a little bit to have to you know pay these kinds of prices. But yeah, um, it's totally worth it. Really, oh, yes. for the value it's it adds to your movie, it. it's it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. Uh, so let's move on to more of the cheaper things. More cheap. Okay. Now, here's something, and this is what I, I use this for the podcast every single week. It's called CN Levelator. All right? This is a single-use program. It only does one thing. It's free. Um, it's out there online. I think you can get it on download.com or cnet.com. or something. Just search for CN Levelator. It does one thing and one thing only. All right? And I use this on the podcast every week. I have used it on every single podcast that we've ever done. I've used this program for the final version that you're hearing right now. Right. We record audio into this. Now, I I wouldn't recommend using it so much for your movie. Okay? Yeah. 
But there are some instances where you may actually find it useful. Now, there's a difference. There's something in when it comes to audio editing, you have loudness and you have volume. They sound like two entirely different things. Mm. They sound like two. They sound like the same exact thing, but yeah, they, they are do. two different things. <laughs> they sound completely the same. Okay. Um, the volume is the physical volume of everything. The volume. Turn the volume up, and it gets louder. Right. Every, you know, everything gets louder. Yeah. Your loudness is. Let me guess. Let me guess. Works is it with the peak. Sort of. Okay. Sort of. Um, it has to do with your dynamic range. Yeah. Okay. The difference between the highest point of your volume and the lowest point of the volume. Okay. That's where your your loudness controls that. Okay. So between my mumbling and your rant. There's. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> no. Um. Let's say you're recording a song. Okay. Okay. Um. You're recording drums. Okay. Your hi hats, your cymbals, make a certain level of loudness. The snare drum is a different loudness. The toms are other, and everything has its own level that it works at. Okay. Um, so if a hi you, hat, which is if what? Nothing. What? No, your hi hat, which is between this and this sort of range. Versus your bass, which is this and this certain yeah, range. Yeah, yeah, they all have their own level of loudness. Right. And what makes your film dynamic is a proper loudness scale. Right. Okay? So that everything is not the same volume. You need dynamic range to be left in your film. Needs to be left there. Um, this is why I say this program, I would not recommend it for film, but you may find an instance where it will work, okay? What this will do is it will take everything on that audio track and bring it to the same level of loudness. Oh, I can see how that could go wrong. Okay. Yes, exactly. On the podcast, it works fine because your, your, your voice is a little bit lower than mine. It's a little, it's, it, you have a higher pitch, but you have a lower loudness. Right. You're not as loud as I am. Right. Okay. Now, being as you're recorded on one channel and I'm recorded on another channel. And the listeners right now are like, that's not true. You sound just the same yeah. because of this program. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It brings your volume up. Right. brings the loudness of your voice up to meet mine. Gotcha. So that this way when we talk. Oh, God, it's I'm not... so sorry, listeners. Yes. So this way when we speak, and it's the same way because when we had Eric was louder than, 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 than you and yeah. Mario is kind of quiet as well. Louis is very low and bassy when he talks. Everybody talk. Everybody has different. Yeah. You know, you know so I, I adjust the levels on our mixer to match to match pretty close but still i have to keep it low because at certain points when you speak louder you're going to peak yeah so i have to ride that level and keep that level at a certain you know so i have to keep everybody lower so that when we get louder we don't peak what this will do is it brings everything down it brings everything up to the same volume all of us are at the same even loudness scale okay on a film that's a problem because here, it's just the two of us sitting in a room. We're sitting here on chairs. We're not moving. We're not getting up. There's nothing happening. We're not touching doors. We're not walking. Right. This will, if you use this on your scene, it's going to end up making your character's footsteps as loud as their voice. Mm -hmm. 
And that's a problem. You know, if if there's a, a, a creak in a floor, if there's a ceiling fan going, if there's a refrigerator running, it's going to oh. make that refrigerator just as loud as your actor's voices, and it's going to muddle everything up. Now, again, I say that there are times something like ADR, maybe it could be useful. I have used this in the past on films because sometimes I just have to bring it. I have to bring an entire character's thing up, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm not an audio engineer. So I've used it in the past on some of our short films just to bring everything up and then I tweak from there. It's not recommended a lot of people but you know what it's a very quick simple and this is all the program does is brings you take the wave file you drop it drag and drop it onto the program there is no tweaking there are no levels there's, there's no, no there's no options whatsoever. It just does it by itself. That's it. And it's like this is what you get. That's it. That's it. That's it. It okay. does nothing more than that. Right. So you drop it in and it creates a whole new audio file and you use it. So that pretty file. much if you were recording a movie and you had an inexperienced sound person who was like <gasps> into the microphone. You're going to hear that. It's going to bring it to the same level yes, as your it actors. Is. It's going to bring that up. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Yes. It's going to make it very, very noisy. Right. So, uh, but if you can find a use for it, hey, look, it's a free resource. Even if you're just doing audio recordings. If you're doing an interview. It could. It might work. It might work. It might work. Okay. Yeah. But again, don't rely on it. It's just something that I've used in the past. I've found ways to use it in little... If you were doing like a behind the scenes or something. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You know, uh, I just want to throw it out there. Okay. So you know that it exists. That's why It's I... the only program out there that does this specifically. It okay. works very well for podcasts. It's very good for it. And everybody says how good our audio quality is. That's right. Always have... We've, we've gotten a lot of compliments for... Even some of our reviews have said very good audio quality yeah. on all of our podcasts from the, from the beginning. Because this program has done that. It has made everything clear and crisp. If only they would say that about our movies. Yeah, right? <laughs> so anyway, uh, Audacity is okay. a audio editing program. A lot of people down on it, but it's because it's free. Mm-hmm. But it's a free audio editing program. I use it for two or three plugins, really. Um, I have a problem with one of with our Zoom recorder where um, I don't know why, but for some reason Vegas doesn't read it. it doesn't work. now Louis has the same recorder, and it doesn't happen. Huh. So our our our, pers- our particular. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Something about it. Vegas just doesn't like the files that it creates. Yeah. Louis Zoom recorder works fine on here. <laughs> yeah, really weird. We have the same settings, the same everything, but for we some should, reason, we should secretly switch. Yeah, you know, no, he <laughs> broke his, so he broke the mic on his, so wah, no, wah. he can keep it. Uh, but, but yeah, we both have the same recorder, and for some reason, actually, no, no, no. When I drop the audio files into mine, his don't work either. But it works on his version of Vegas just fine. Huh. We have the same version of Vegas. We have the same recorder. So our Vegas is just crazy. There's just something somewhere in there. It goes. So I'll. What I'll do is anything recorded on the Zoom. I will open it up in Audacity just to re-encode it as a wave file. Right. Okay. Um, I will use the low pass and high pass filters on them. Uh, on on what on does things. that mean? Those are different noise reductions. Okay. These are filters that will remove high pitched. 
So it's like highlights and low noises. Lights. Yes, high ends and low ends. Okay. A high pass filter, a low pass filter will remove either the high or the low. So if there's a refrigerator running in the background at a very low frequency, it's but it's way in the back. It's going to do what it can to remove it. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, I use that. Sometimes I use its loudness. Sometimes I use its peak limiters. There's a couple of plugins in there that I use. Now it's not as great as like a Sony SoundForge, mm-hmm. you know, or. Uh, what is a Sony SoundForge? It's another I just, audio like, editing program. Like it's, another, it's another audio editing program, SoundForge. Okay. You know, and it and uh, um, Vegas originally started as a audio editing program, and then they moved into video and created SoundForge. Okay. Actually, I think they bought SoundForge. I think SoundForge was a different company, and then Ve- Sony bought SoundForge. So. What happens is Sony Vegas works seamlessly with SoundForge. But the truth is, <laughs> um, almost everything that's in SoundForge is in Vegas somewhere. Right. Because they use the same plugins. Hmm? You know? So um, if you have SoundForge in Vegas installed, you never... I don't think you actually... Ha- I've, I, I have because I don't know how to... I'm just illiterate in that sense. But all of the SoundForge plugins will open in Vegas. Oh, okay. So you can actually open it through you Vegas. You can, yes, yeah. yes. So so for the most part, you don't have to leave Vegas and open. and export it to SoundForge. You can do most of the work in Vegas. Okay. Because it was an editing pro, an right. audio editing program. So it works seamlessly with SoundForge. The same way Final Cut used to work with color. Mm-hmm. That was the Apple's color. Right. You I know? remember those days. Yeah. That was when we all in film school turned all of our skies purple. And- yes, yes. So it, that's, that's how it that works. so bad. <laughs> um, anyway, another program is Handbrake. Handbrake is an awesome, awesome, awesome program. Okay, then. It is a compression program. Now, when I render our final film, mm-hmm. uh, I render to DNX HD, which is a codec. Okay. It's an avid codec for a uh, very, it's, I think it's a full, it's a 10 bit color codec. It's 10 bit color video codec. And okay? this is, it, it, it's a file format? Yeah, yes, it's a file codec. It's a way that computers talk to each other. Yes. Okay. It's the way the computer reads the file. So it, it doesn't lose information in it. It's a high, very high, very high end. I, I do not understand any That's of fine. It's a very high end compression. Uh, loss, uh, not really compression. It doesn't compress. I think it does in very little, but whatever. Um, When you're going to deliver your film to your distributor or whatever, they're going to want a ProRes file. ProRes is Apple only. Okay, DNxHD is the Avid version of ProRes, so you can do it on Windows. Okay. Okay. So, because what it is is a lossless compression. You don't lose any information in it. When I so everything that we go, everything that we use, you know. So this way, what Handbrake will do is it will compress your file. Now, what's going to happen is, and when I rendered out Theta States, mm-hmm. I had a ninety gig file. Whew. Anybody who's using Vimeo knows you have a file size limit. Yes. Okay, even when you're paying for Pro, you have a twenty gig limit. 20 gigs a week. I can't put a 90 gig screener of my film on Ve- on Vimeo. Okay? How long is it going to take me to upload that as well? I put it into Handbrake and it will compress it down to manageable levels. Mm-hmm. And my 90 gig file of 
Theta States is now two and a half gigs. And I haven't lost any quality. That's insane. Yeah. Now, here's how that works. The reason what it's doing is it's only encoding what you need to watch the film. Okay. The DNX HD is giving you all the color information that the camera recorded. So I can take Theta States in that full 90 gig file and recolor correct it. Right. I can redo all the color grading with that 90 because I haven't lost any color information. Right. You know? What this is going to do is it's going to drop any color information that it does not need to create so the image that's like there. So essentially it's like surface level information. It's what you need to watch the video. Yeah. Yeah. You're not like going to change it. In my mind, the way me. I notice things, I see things which could be completely wrong. I don't know why I'm explaining this, but all the, underneath all the ones and zeros, there's There's like more chains. layers of ones yeah, and zeros. Yeah, there's chains of ones and zeros yes, below all that. It's going to cut this all is, those out. This is pretty much just taking the picture of the surface. Yep. It's taking what you're looking at. Right. Directly. Okay. Now, if I take this compressed version, I give it to David, the color grader, he, and he starts messing with it. It's going to go. Hey, it's going to look like absolute yeah. hell. It's yeah. going to look like crap because it doesn't have all of the information. It's just exactly. you're literally it just lost. changing a surface. Precisely. Precisely. So this is going to compress it down so that it's a manageable level. Okay. Uh, when we do short film, uh, when we do short film festivals, mm-hmm. they'll all tell me the same thing that they want to file under two gigs. Right. Even our ten minute. Short of beneath yeah. was eight and a half gigs. Yeah. I had to get it down to two to under two gigs. I'm not going to do that with DNX HD. I'm only going to render to DNX HD too. So this way, I have the full version. Now I can take it and compress it all I want because I have the full right. color version of that. Now I stick that into Handbrake, and I got it down to uh, I think 800 megs. Wow, you know, That's so I got crazy. it down almost 90 percent. Got it down to ten percent of what it was, and no qual, no loss in compression in, in video, because it's using certain codecs. It's using uh, the MP4 codec. I think it's H two six four. I think it's using an H two six four codec. Okay. So it's compressing and making a much smaller file. Uh, I do the same thing with when we do our YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. When we use the YouTube version of the podcast, uh, which there is, there's a YouTube version of the podcast. I've been very lax mm-hmm. in uploading the last couple of weeks, but whatever. When I render it out, I get a three gig file of just audio and those still images. That's, it's wow. three gigs. Yes. When I put it down into uh, Handbrake, it comes down to about two or 300 megs. Mm. So much faster upload, and it's much easier to load on your end watching it. Right. Rather than you loading up a two-gig file or in YouTube, recompressing and re-rent, you know, it's much faster. Vimeo, same thing. It's much faster much because it's only giving what you need to watch the video. So Handbrake is totally free. Mm -hmm. Another free program. Get out there, download it, go onto YouTube and find, there's a couple of, um, you'll find tutorial videos of what to do with the settings right. in order to get certain things because you have to be very specific. And maybe if we're feeling geeky, one day we'll do a film rate and, you know, yeah, an episode and help yeah. you guys but out. But remember, you can overcompress and ruin it. Right. So, so we'll do be a careful. compression episode maybe one yes. day. Yes, be very careful. When we're feeling geeky. You can lose your frame rates as well, which is going to make your whole video look choppy and weird. So you got to be careful with the settings. You got to go in there, find the settings that work, and then create yourself a custom setting so you can do everything for that. Wow, there was our marathon. Oh, there's one more that I really like, and I don't know if it's actually you want to talk about it or not, but that one app that we use that changes the... 
You can make it sound like a telephone conversation or an oh, old school radio. That's, oh, that's um, speakerphone. Speakerphone. Speakerphone is an audio plugin. That's also about two or three hundred dollars. I had no idea. Yes, that's a two or three hundred dollar program. Speakerphone is for audio editing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a plugin program that uh, works with SoundForge, and since it works with SoundForge, I just run it straight on Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, and what this will do is this is it's a specialty program. Mm-hmm. It's a specialty program. We've used it. We use it a lot in Blood Slaughter. We, we I've actually found a use for it in almost every in all almost, of our features. Yeah. In Blood Slaughter, in Brain People, in Theta States. Um, what this will do is it will mimic different types of speakers. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're doing um okay, for Blood Slaughter, for instance. There was one scene where uh, Jackie was listening to a record player. Right. This song was okay. Um, sound again. Your sound has to be dynamic. Mm-hmm. You can't just take your take the song, show a picture, show the image, a video of a record playing, and then just drop the sound on there because yeah. it's not going to sound right. You're, yeah. It's going to just it's going to sound too clean and clear. Yeah. With speakerphone, I actually had options of different record players, mm-hmm. different types of speakers. Okay, so it will. Uh, it, it's called a. Um, it's a resonant filter. It's a resonance filter. All right. Uh, what the resonant filter does is it. It's going to create um, the way it sounds in a certain thing coming out of a certain thing. Yeah, like. Um, like one of those big tower speakers is going to sound different than your little boombox. Trying to explain speaker. what a resonant filter exa- itself yeah. is. Um, I was trying to explain resonance. It's going to change the frequencies. It's going to change the frequency that's going to work on. It's going to change the the uh, reverb of the room, the delay. It's going to change all those sorts of things. So it will mimic all sorts of different things. I had a couple different record players to choose from. Okay, so it will mimic how the needle itself picks up the right. sound. Then it mimics, then it, the next level is the speaker. You can choose the type of speaker it's coming from. Do you want it to come out of a, a tiny laptop speaker? Do you want it to sound like it's coming from the a tower speaker? A tower a speaker. A car speaker. A car speaker. A, a, a stadium speaker. Well, you know, a 12 inch, an 8 inch speaker, a subwoofer. Do you want it to sound box. like a tweeter? <laughs> exactly. A boombox. Do you want it to sound like it's coming from a Casio keyboard? Do you want it to sound like it's coming from a speak and spell? A speaking spell. That's actually an option. Oh my god! Yes, and it will mimic the sound of a speaking spell. That's awesome. Um, it will also mimic the environment. So your reverb. Do you want it to be a small room, a bathroom, a hallway, a stadium, um, the Grand Canyon? Do you want it to sound like it's coming from a car? Do you want it to sound like it's coming from a bedroom? Mm-hmm. But not just a bedroom, a bedroom down the hall, a bedroom upstairs in the house from a second floor. Do you want it to sound like it's coming oh, from cool. the basement and you're in the attic? Yeah. It's going to mimic how the sound will travel through all these different... Do you want it to sound like it's coming from a car? A car when you're sitting in the car, a car so when, when you you're standing the outside. Versus yes, the door. exactly. Yeah. With the car, with the car door open, car door closed, car with the windows open, car with the windows closed, That's car crazy. with the trunk open. Yeah. The different ways that that sound channels through something. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to mimic that. That's really cool. So uh, I created the, I created in the scene, she listens to the record player. So we have a shot of the record. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I used one setting 
for the shot when we're looking at the record player spinning. Then I use a different setting because we moved across the room now and we're looking at her and how she's going to hear the sound. Then she walks out of the room and we go into the hallway. Mm -hmm. And I changed another setting so it sounds like it's coming from a room down the hallway. You know, because it's all separate. space in between them Exactly. You know, and that's what it's going, that's what it's going to do. It's a really cool little app. It's an awesome program. It's a little expensive. So it's just a matter of whether or not you have a use for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony Vegas has a resonant filter plugin. So I can actually do a lot of this myself. I can right. go between that and the reverb plugins. I can do this a lot of it myself. But it doesn't go as far, but 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 to find something as specific as a speak and spell, yeah. you know, or a kid's okay. telephone or something like that, a walkie-talkie from the seventies versus a walkie-talkie from from two thousand. Yeah. It was really great for blood slaughter because we were doing a period. Yes, piece. There were, and there was a lot of different lot of different things. We had different walkie-talkies. We had the record player. We Walkman. had the boombox. We had the Walkman. We had the uh, uh, the, the telephone. We had um, we had the alarm clock radio. Yeah. From in the room, outside the room, mm-hmm. we had a lot of different, you know, yeah. the TV set, two different TV sets mm-hmm. in it that we used. You know, we used it quite yeah, a bit. So it, it did do a lot of work for us. Uh, so that's uh, Audio Ease Speakerphone 2 is the new version. I don't think that they even have support for it anymore. Wow. I don't think it, I don't, but it's it's still available to buy and download. Um, so Audio Ease Speakerphone 2 is the new we use speakerphone. It's been speaker speakerphone 2 since then. Yeah. Um so yeah, look for that if you if you feel you have a use for it. Otherwise, go into your video editing program and find its audio plugin of a resonant filter. Hmm. Or whatever audio editing program you have. Your resonant filter is very similar to the resonant filter and the reverb filter. It really goes a long way with with sound design. It does. It really does a lot. It really does go really far. Uh, so that's the type of thing. I may, Maybe there are other programs that do that out there. I don't know. Speakerphone is just the one we've used. If you have other so. programs that you guys use yeah. or know of, you know, just, just let us know because we're always looking for new programs, yeah. always. So I think we're done. Yeah. I think we're good. I think we've gone through a whole lot of a whole lot of a whole lot of. I hope you all got something out of this. This is some places to start looking for programs and apps that are going to help you along your way to make your first second tenth movie yeah and definitely sign up for cine summit yes check out cine summit next week definitely sign up for that again it's free to just watch everything yeah it's free totally now i have an awesome hashtag for this week's episode Mm. hashtag free yes free (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh, so that's going to do it for us here this week at Filmmaking Sucks. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a rating and a review. So this way other people can find us and let them know that you think we're awesome. Uh, I do want to thank all of the all of the listeners who've been contacting and coming, you know, contacting us recently, telling us how much they enjoy the show. So cool. That, we've, you know. we've heard from people in the yes. South. We've heard from people from L.A. Yeah. Um, you know, starting quite to feel a pretty few good. People, quite a few people have reached out to us in the last two or three weeks to tell us how much the show is helping them and uh we thank you we thank you a lot it really means a lot to know that that we are helping yes we are helping a lot every time we get a we start feeling a little like last week we felt a little like oh you know like sometimes putting the work into the show is a little it's a little draining on top of all the other things that we're that, that we're doing at the same time uh but uh i got another email from someone two days ago that 
told me how much they enjoyed the show. And I said, you know what? That's awesome. Them, I'm so it, excited. Every time everybody tells me they're working on their first feature or their first short, mm-hmm. I it, it really does mean a lot. It really is like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It makes so, me feel all good, warm and fuzzy. Yeah. So once I got that email yeah. the other day, I said, all right, well, we definitely have to record something else this week. It's another yeah. per, and there's another person yeah, out there who's waiting, slide. who's waiting for us to, you know, give them some more advice and help them out a little bit. So we're happy to help you all. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Thank you all for all your words, your kind, everything. Yeah. But um, please, please, please. If you if you've emailed us, you said please go on to iTunes or wherever you listen to us, rate the show and review especially it. Especially on iTunes. Especially iTunes. Yeah. Rate and review the show so that other people know that you enjoy this and it helps them find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to say? No, I got my hashtag. I'm good. You got your hashtag free <laughs> yes free. Free right. yes free. <laughs> all right, thank you all for listening. Get out there, everybody, and make, make good, good films. films.